I haven't seen or done anything, so. Ever? Nope. Not once in life. I've just been up in the studio. God damn it. <laughs> you know who else has been up in the studio? Up in the savage land, savage land. Up, up in the savage land, savage land. I'll be in the savage land, savage land. I'll be up in the savage land. Are we just going to start producing our own music in house to bring the show in? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think it's welcome back to the savage land. <laughs> <laughs> I think we still need to play the song though, the studio song. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. We'll we'll play the studio song. We could just play it right now. I'll be in my normal place, and you know where that be. Up in my studio. I'll be in my studio, studio, up, up, up in my studio, studio. I'll be in my studio. I'll be in my studio. I'll be in my studio, studio, That was, I bet everybody loved that. Well, boy, that was yeah. what a great song. It's the best. <laughs> could also not play the song and just just be dicks like that. Yeah. Or we could, oh, I mean, yeah. or we could replace all of this with the song beginning with whenever we said Savage Land. Uh, if we do, you'll have to you'll have to do it because I can't transfer audio from YouTube onto my thing right now. That was one of your original songs that you were singing, mm-hmm. and that is called Studio. Right. <laughs> It's a song about me being in the studio. And it's called? Studio. Studio. Yes. I'll be in my studio. It's a song that I won't be able to get out of my head for a long time. What? That's good. Maybe. (laughs) Spongetta, the lyrics seem a bit limited. They seem to be, I'm in my studio, I'm in my studio, I'm in my studio, I'm in my studio, I'm in my studio. You got it wrong. Is I be in my studio. Spongebob, you've got a great personality. Thank you. you. You're very, very likable. Thank you. The writing, though. Anyway, work in progress. Work, it is a work, work in, in progress. progress. Well, y'all don't know talent. We're going to vote now. Howie. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, welcome back to the Savage Land. <laughs> cares a little bit. Hello. Uh, uh, I'm Jason. I'm I'm so savage. Who's who else is getting on them savage town? Uh, Matthew and Rachel. Up, up, up in the savage land. Savage land. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, apparently there's a video. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch it though. It's real. Yeah, bad. don't watch it's it. So bad. Now it, it's forever stuck in my head. It's true. It is the catchiest song of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's on America's Got Talent. Oh boy! And that's the, oh, and the woman. The woman's name is Spongetta. Yeah, Spongetta. And yep. it's an it's an original song that she wrote yep, called about, Studio. Yeah, where she's in her studio, up, and, up in her studio. And so the judges are like, "Now, now, what was that called? Studio? And where will you be?" In the studio. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, good old, good old Howie Mandel. 
This sounds like the worst. It's pretty it bad. It is. It's pretty bad. Um Oh boy. Let's oh <laughs> so Oh boy. Did you uh so you know how we, we have a voicemail, right? We have a voicemail set up? Yeah. Yep. So we've gotten we've gotten uh two messages in our voicemail box. Uh I was just so I was pulling up our email because we did get a, a listener response to one of our questions. Um yeah. But I was also pulling up our Google voicemail box, and uh, some sheriff's department called us and left a message. What? That's yeah. the best news of all time. Isn't can we, it? Can we, can we play that on here? Yeah, let me... I'm going to... So I'm going to play it really quick into... Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll hold up both microphones so that it's... Uh, you okay, know. Yeah, play it. Let's, let's, let's yeah. listen to what the sheriff's department has to say to us. <laughs> all righty. Let's see here. Sheriff's office. Mm. To accept this call, press... Or say five. To refuse this call, hang up now. To block this call and all future calls, press or say nine. We're famous. We have a call at no oh. expense to you from Eric, an inmate at So that's what we got. <laughs> We're famous. Eric from Hampshire Sheriff's Office. Thanks for the call, Eric. Sorry we didn't accept your uh, collect call from prison. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, wish I wish that we had a voicemail, like a, an answering thing. It won't let me set like a, an answering message, because if it did, that would have been really funny to watch his face as he was uh, in prison trying, or in the sheriff's office, uh, trying to call collect, and then like he hears, his, welcome his to the Savage one- Land. What yeah, his one phone call is the Savage Land. And what's, now he's just fucked. We're like, hey, Eric, what's going on? I'm in the sheriff's department. Where are you guys at? We're up, up, up in the studio. <laughs> studio. So <laughs> what I like, too, is that Google transcribes all the voicemails that we get. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, so it heard his name as Jerk rather than Eric. So it says, uh, "Hello, that, you have a didn't... you have a call at no expense to you from Jerk, an inmate at M Sheriff's office." Turns out it's Maven R Johnson. Yeah, typical what? asshole. <laughs> that was a Steve Martin the Jerk joke. Oh, gotcha. Yep. I got the, it. Do you want to hear what the uh, what the other uh, message was? Yep. I, I so I'm not going to play it, but the transcribe the transcription was much more entertaining. Uh, excuse me, does this still like football team? Oh. Does it, um, listener? Thanks for your call. It <laughs> does still like football team. <laughs> Up in the studio. Up in the studio. <laughs> uh, but for future voicemails, we will actually play them on the show rather than just me holding up a microphone. Um, if you, if you, if you, I mean. I kind of hope that everybody will call back and just say, "Does does does, does this, this still, still like football, like football team?" Or football? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a fucking that's a that is a fantastic question. <laughs> One that needs some serious uh, yeah I, contemplation. I, yeah, yeah I, I really need to think about that. Does this still like football? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Got to think about that. Now that's a thinker. That's that is a, a thinker. Doozy. That's a spicy meatball. Um, <laughs> so if, if you want to leave us one of them voicemails, though, you can call 413-SAVAGE-4 and, uh, and let us, let us know what you think on whatever we talk about or whatever you talk about. 
Do you think Eric was trying to get in contact with the same person that does this still like football was trying to get into contact with? <laughs> maybe. I hope so. Maybe it, maybe, maybe both of them were Eric. Maybe it was a missed connection. Why would, no, Eric wouldn't be calling Eric. He's like, I'm going to call myself in prison at this other number. Oh, so you think... Oh, so you... Okay. I, so you think they were both looking for each other? Yeah. It's no, no, a, I think it's there's a missed a, connection. I, no, 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 I think there's a third third person that we don't know who they were both trying to contact who maybe or maybe not likes football still. Oh. <laughs> but why would he call from prison to ask that? Is it no, no, that no, no, important? No, no. There's two there's three people. One of them's Eric from prison. One of them is <laughs> one of them asked one of them asked the question, does this still like football? And there's an unknown third who may or may not like football <laughs> who's friends with someone in prison or the sheriff's department. Okay. Sure. Yeah, his name's Greg. Or her name's Greg. Either way, their name's Greg. Her name is Greg. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever gender they are, their their name's Greg. <laughs> They're old Greg. Old Greg. <laughs> oh my Could God. you learn to love me? Did I tell you I made a D&D character named Old Greg? Oh, that's perfect. It's pretty great. <laughs> He's just a real crappy wizard. <laughs> I love it. Oh yeah, I played with him, didn't I? Uh, that yeah, time that we did. played and I was Rando Rakes. No, that I DM'd that night. Uh, that was that was that was Chris and he played his his the amazing, uh, the amazing. Well, didn't the amazing didn't I bring ball. Rando Rakes over to that whatever universe we played the other one in? Uh huh. Yep, that's right. You did. And then I played I played old Greg, multiversal D and D, the crappy wizard. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at. So, okay. So, Marcus. Uh. Number one. Number one super fan. Marcus. Uh. Who has always been the most active. Uh. uh listener. Uh. On our show. He did send us a few things. Um. I won't. Read out the full. Uh. Messages. We. Uh. Probably need to move on to other things. But it was back the other day when we were talking about. Um remakes for movies uh number one was the black hole actually did we we might have talked about this on the show already we did we we mentioned his picks were he he just wanted to do uh greater detail for us in an email which i actually thought was was just pretty entertaining to read it was actually that was a great email uh from marcus normally like i think in the future we'll start to shouting them out a lot a lot more in terms of like full detail of what you guys send in to us uh but yeah, so thanks for your uh, participation, Mar- Marcus. I feel like we got a tweet from him at some point recently where he was talking about something that we were talking about. Oh, I think, there we go. I think it's this. I think, okay, go ahead. Uh, there was a Wildcats cartoon on CBS uh, Saturday morning. So it was when we were talking about Image Comics at the 25th anniversary and the whole um, thing, how Avi Arad was, was blocking them from being able to make cartoons. Uh, there was a Wildcats cartoon for a little bit until that happened. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh. Apparently, like, I, I really want to see it. So if any of our listeners have a clip to that Wildcats cartoon, please tweet it to us. Yes. Because we don't know how to use Google. Um, anyway. And we want you to interact with us. So yeah. you do it. We're, we're, getting, <laughs> we're getting real lonely. We're getting lonely. <laughs> I don't know if we're that lonely. <laughs> um... And then we, we're also going to start uh, posting like a question of the week on our Instagram. I think it'll be every Monday because uh, then I can just take responsibility for that and do it on my Instagram day. 
Um, but in terms of the question of the week, it'll be maybe decided on the show. I don't know. <clears throat> the we question don't know is, yet. Um, shit, I forgot what the question is. What was the football question? That's the question. <laughs> is this still like football, or does this still yeah. like football? Yeah, that's the, that's yeah, the, that's the, the, the question, question of the week. Is does this still like football? Perfect. Um. Anyway, now that's all out of the way. You can tweet us at Savage Land Pod uh, with whatever <laughs> that video is uh, for Wildcats. Yep. And does this still like football? And does this still like football? Or you can comment on the Instagram post that's going to ask that same question on Monday. Does Does this still like football? Yep. Uh, but speaking of all that, you guys got some yes. ketchup? Mm. I have very minimal ketchup. You go first. Me? Or Rachel? Rachel. I can't tell. I just can't see your gestures, so I never know. <laughs> Sorry, Jenica's interrupting. <laughs> you got to make sure Copper got a walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did he go for a walk? He, went on, he did not. Oh. You didn't take Copper on a walk, you dick. I know, I took a nap instead. Uh, um, oh. Lazy humans. Now, Rachel, you start. You're a ketchup. You got short ketchup. Um. Short ketchup is also uh, Rachel's rapper name. <laughs> <laughs> true. I love it. It's her undercut hip hop name. <laughs> um, I actually finished the first season of the Santa Clarita Diet. How was that? What'd you think? It's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a fun, entertaining show, and the episodes are only a half hour long, and there's only ten, so it's a pretty good binge watching show now i don't know what that show's about i know it's got timothy oliphant and uh drew barrymore Who's, yeah and i love timothy's salt and pepper hair mm, I, I do too. don't know why ever I since really i saw him it. in die hard 4 i've really <laughs> dug him <laughs> i i just really like him and i really like drew barrymore in it usually she kind of bugs me but her bubbliness is really good for this character so she was at her bury so, most? Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, it worked very well. They didn't have to get her to bury more. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely but didn't it, bury the lead anymore. Uh, boo. boo. <laughs> you, went, you went one too far. <laughs> <laughs> in, fact, in fact, I think that took the joy out of my joke, so you owe me one. <laughs> right. I'll make up for it later. <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, they still don't really know why she's a zombie. They're still trying to figure that out. Wait. And what? Yeah, so she's a zombie. And yeah. Then they so, have to, like, kill people to feed her. Yeah, so one morning she wakes up and she, like, for reals, literally pukes her guts out. Like, it's everywhere. And then she becomes an undead zombie and her... <sighs> awesome husband helps her kill people to what eat. but she doesn't like rot away <clears throat> the, maybe maybe I, mean, I i watched the first i i watched the first episode i don't, I don't know like what i should give away oh yeah okay well, well i watched the first episode yeah i'm never she, gonna watch that show again she does start to fall apart a little bit okay that's kind of fun at the end so i uh, her toe falls off and her eyeball pops out of her head. Gross. And Timothy, oh, he has to put it back in her head. <laughs> so I just like, I thought that this was just like some regular old sitcom about like people living with San- in Santa Clarita with a bunch of annoying people or whatever the hell. 
Uh, yeah, there's they're, they're still a bunch of annoying people, but... It's, like, over the top pretty gross, too. Oh, yeah. There there were some scenes, like, especially one that really got me. It was really gross, but... Yeah. Wow. But, no, I, I thought it was fun. Like, it's not a overly intense, you gotta pay attention to the show. It was just a fun break, I thought. Yeah, I just, I didn't... Fucking! I like I. I had no idea that uh, <laughs> that was what this show was about. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I I liked it. Ironically enough, uh, the creator of the show, his last name is uh, Spanish for fresh. Wow, that's so ironic. Yeah, all the yeah. all the body parts and stuff that they're eating. I mean, it's. I guess I don't know if it's irony, but it's funny. Isn't it ironic? Yeah, it's 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 irony in in the way that she uses it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> up in the studio. <laughs> it's like rain up in the studio. Does this even like football? <laughs> when you've already paid. When you already footballed. Um, what else you got, Rachel? Uh, well. I could talk about me being stupid, and I still feel stupid about my O.J. Simpson show. Oh, God, yes. Please, yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I have a, an anecdote to tack on to that. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm maybe five, four or five episodes in, and in our group chat... Four or five episodes into uh, American Crime uh, people, Story, The People vs. Yeah, O.J. Pe- yeah, People vs. O.J., and so Robert Kardashian <laughs> always calls O.J. Simpson juice. Juice. And I just never thought anything of it. And he says it probably 50,000 times. <laughs> and I don't know what I was doing, but it just finally clicked in my head. And that's when in our group chat, I'm like, I just realized why Robert Kardashian calls <laughs> O.J. Simpson juice. Because O.J. is juice. <laughs> <laughs> the attack the, the on anecdote is and then I started laughing super hard and I, and I was like Jenica you gotta hear this so I told Jenica and she was like she looked at me for a sec like I don't get it uh. <laughs> <laughs> well at least I wasn't the only slow person I <laughs> I literally, so there are two things that have given me an impression about that show. <laughs> Number one is David Schwimmer from Friends playing Robert Kardashian and saying juice in every single like trailer or promo that I've ever seen for the show. Like he says it like 10 times. And the but other he thing says is, it so much, so much like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> the other thing is, have you noticed how John Travolta turns pages in that show? No. No. Watch the way that John Travolta handles paper in that show. I've seen so He's many just clips. Like all his mannerisms in it are are quite odd. And even Cap was like, "What's up with him? Like he looks weird. He's doing everything weird." <laughs> <laughs> he turns pages as if he was Danny DeVito in Batman Returns, as if he had like flippers on. It's the weirdest mm-hmm. thing. He'll like get his entire hand under a page and then flip his whole arm to like. Turn it. It's the he weirdest fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, he whips it. <laughs> Quit whipping things. 
How is the show overall, though? Um, I like it. I'm not as into it as I normally am with crime stuff. I don't know why I just can't make myself pay attention to it too much, which is maybe why I didn't get the OJ and Juice thing for <laughs> a really long time. That but, makes sense. But it, it's still entertaining. Um, I only remember a tiny bit of that actual event from when I was a kid. Oh, from when you so, were in the back of the white Bronco? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. I, was back, I was back there with... With juice. with juice. Back with juice. <laughs> with old juice. <laughs> Me and juice. <laughs> so so it is pretty cool to like see, you know, what actually happened. And uh, I, I just remember being a kid when it was going on and it made me really sad because I really liked him in the naked gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ditto. Ditto, ditto. <laughs> so I was you're really, like, oh, I wish he didn't kill yeah. somebody. Yeah, I wish he didn't kill his ex-wife. And <laughs> or did he? Uh, did you guys well, ever? Did you guys ever see that uh, MTV show that he had called Juiced? No, <laughs> but I listened to a podcast about it, and it was pretty funny because it was just talking. It was talking about how like how horribly ridiculous that show was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he was he was making no qualms about whether or not he was innocent. He was very, yeah. like, self-deprecating about his ex-wife being brutally murdered. Yeah, it was very yeah. weird. It's a fun time, though. It was, like, it was just pranked, or it was just uh, punked, but with O.J. Simpson. <laughs> was... Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, I, I didn't have MTV growing up, so oh, I, I don't know boy, these things. Boy, did I have MTV boy, growing up. Boy... Boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> I also had MTV growing yeah. up, but it, all all it was was music videos. It's weird. It's like it was a whole different channel or something. That sounds weird. Yeah, that sounds dumb. Uh, yeah, I was growing up while it transitioned. <laughs> like it was, it was really weird. Like the older I got, the less music was on MTV. So I felt like in a in a weird way, I was like causing it. You know, you were. It was probably me. It was when probably feeding off your life force. Your your generation's fault. You guys are like, no, I don't want to watch music videos. I want to watch Sixteen and Pregnant. Oh God! It, when we first got it, it was when the Osbournes were on. Ugh. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. Sharon. I used to watch. I used to watch Liquid Television all, all the time. What was that animated show or that like compilation? That show it was a bunch of like short animations, one of which was the Aeon Flux cartoon. Ooh. Well Jay, what uh what uh, catch up you got? Uh I saw Split, the uh M Night Shimon movie. Uh-huh. Uh I won't I won't Should I should I go see it? E- yeah, I think. It um, got good reviews. It did it's get good. pretty good reviews. I uh, It's got a twist. <laughs> it does. There's a twist. <laughs> it has a twist that like I don't know. I feel weird calling it a twist. Um Yeah, well don't spoil it cuz Yeah, I won't spoil anything. Yeah. I promise. Cuz um, I have wanted to see it. Yeah, I kind of want to see it too. I liked McAvoy. Yeah. 
so that James McAvoy is absolutely the best part of the movie, um, without a doubt. Uh, the I'm still I'm still trying to decide whether or not I thought it was a good movie. Um, it was definitely interesting. Uh, as far as like the the acting and the you know actual like shooting scene composition all that stuff like most of it was pretty solid some of the dialogue was a bit rough though <laughs> and there was one like the the sort of b plot in the movie or the the main subplot in the movie uh i like i don't know the whole thing was like super unnecessary and it felt like at the end he tried to like justify it in this like he he tried to justify that plot being there with this really weird haphazard resolution um so i don't know it, it, go watch it and we'll we'll kind of we can talk about it more in depth um but i was just like i don't know it, it was just uncomfortable at certain parts watching it and then those things that were uncomfortable to watch didn't necessarily serve that much of a purpose or really didn't need to be there hmm. so i don't know we'll we'll see what you guys think um but i will say it's much better than after earth or the last airbender doesn't seem like that's really saying much though yeah that's not saying much um i don't know i again i i think i enjoyed watching it but it's a little hard to tell he also does he normally put himself in his movies yeah he's been in a couple of them okay because he was he was he was he was up in this movie for a little bit um is that the twist that was the twist <laughs> He, he, a movie. Yeah, he came on, he came into the movie and saved the day, and then he was like, ooh, what a twist, as he looked at the camera, and then it ended. <laughs> oh, it's great. Perfect. Credits rolled. Um, Yeah, so, I don't know. It, we'll talk about it later. Um, and, let's see, in the last week, I... Oh, okay, uh, Doom Patrol, the... God damn, I forgot to turn down my uh, my volume after that voicemail, so an alert came up and just, just blared. Um, the, that new Doom Patrol by Gerard Way and Nick Darrington in like the DC Young Animal imprint or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it's actually incredibly good. Like, did you, did either of you read Umbrella Academy? No. No. Okay. That, I'd definitely recommend that. It's, um, Gabriel Ba did the art on it. It was with Dark Horse and it's like a super, uh, it's, it's kind of like Lemony Snicket, uh, esque, but combined with a lot of like comic book tropes and some really interesting like uh odd like people or musical instruments and weird stuff like that um really good book anyway uh the new doom patrol first off i like i can't get enough of the art style in it it's like i don't know it's like this perfect melding of like golden age comic book art and like uh japanese manga style like it's it's like it has some of those manga really expressive stretchy elements to it, but it's got all the fundamentals of like Jack Kirby, you know, American comic book art. Hmm. Really cool. Like I, I, like, I, I don't know. I, I've just followed like all of uh, Nick Darrington's social media pages, like so that I could just constantly see whatever artwork he posts. Cause he keeps posting all this, like, you know, Martian Manhunter or like Jack Kirby's fourth world, just like random, like colored pencil sketches that he's doing. And even those look beautiful. Uh, so I've just gotten addicted. But it's... I don't know. Like, this this book is just, like, super well put together. It's, like, weirdly compelling. And I can't figure out why it works. But it's constantly... 
asking more questions and it drags you on a little bit to figure out what the answers to those questions are but it thus far has you know paid like it's it's answered all the questions that it asks it doesn't seem like any of them are needless and as the the first arc is kind of coming to a close it feels like this like really just like rich tapestry that's like being woven together with all of these like crazy outlandish grant morrison ideas that he's because i mean grant morrison did the most sort of uh prolific run on the doom patrol and gerard way's kind of i guess resurrecting a lot of those ideas um but anyway like i don't know it feels like it's coming together in this really cool way and like there's just so many just outlandish concepts that it's exploring that i just fucking love and can't get enough of i think you guys would both really enjoy this book actually cool well when it's your turn to recommend it you should fuck yeah yeah i'll forget (laughs) <laughs> um and i th- yeah i think that by the time it's my next uh turn i think the trade will be out so it'll be perfect timing um Two. yeah and i think that's uh that's honestly pretty much it for my catch-up i haven't had like any time to do anything uh at all this week but uh I feel you man yeah I feel you so um that's it what about you guys uh rachel already went so i'm gonna go um <laughs> i could yeah. go again do you want to go again yeah go again <laughs> rachel Tell your juice story again. <laughs> that was a good Everybody one. loves my juice story. Um. Hey, everybody. Uh, I, I accidentally turned my mic off when I did the catch up. I'm the worst and also the best. So, um, uh, uh next week we'll talk about my ketchup it was it was uh i talked about the lego movie and some great comics till next time you guys want to talk about legion yeah let's talk about legion what'd you think uh okay so really quick let's let's all give like a a one out of ten rating for the pilot without spoilers, and then we'll dig into spoilers. Uh, I'm gonna give it a a nine. I'm gonna give it a nine, except for the last two minutes. Then I'm gonna give that a five. Ooh. Uh, I'll probably give it a seven. Ooh, that's some Planet discrepancy safe. here. Um, I, I was actually leaning a little more towards six. Ooh. I I, I think. So. I think seven. All right. Well, then let's uh, let's let's dive into some some spoilers now. So if if you if you haven't watched Legion yet, then be warned. All right. So why seven, Rachel? Um, it's complicated. Like the whole thing is complicated. It is very complicated. And I think it that worked to its advantage in a way to keep it interesting but i think it also for me kind of pushed it to a spot where i had a hard time caring because it was so all over the place Hmm. interesting okay so like are you talking like flat characters or what do you or just like that it was just not gripping enough uh all the characters i thought were awesome i have no issue with that i think it was just the flow of the story because there is, for me, there was a chunk where I'm like, what the fuck? 
like when they switch. Uh-huh. That was weird. I, I thought that was not really explained at all. I get you. And, and yeah, that that was the only part that really kind of got me where I'm like, oh, well, they didn't explain it and they, they don't <laughs> really. Yeah. So they will. Maybe. It it does seem like they will get into their powers and everything later on. I but just that... in that moment, it, yeah, yeah, it was hard to, for me to pay attention. Um, I liked it because it was just so oddball, and because I have, I, I I liked it for the reason that you had a problem with it. I liked because I liked not having a fucking clue what was happening. I like that to a certain point, sure. but when there's no resolve, then it it kind of gets to be too much for me. Yeah, but I I I like it not knowing what the hell's going on, and then I have a solution at the end. And this one, I didn't really get that. I know I will eventually get that, but just in the first episode, I didn't. Interesting. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, so I'm kind of more on Matt's side. I, I definitely really enjoyed, uh, the sort of mystery and like the watching it going, what the fuck is going on? And I actually, I really enjoyed the, um, when they did switch, I, uh, I enjoyed that part a lot because to me, it was like, oh, okay, here's, here's kind of, you know, one of the sort of big like mysteries of the show that we're going to try and figure out is, is what was that, you know, what did just happen and, and, you know, all that stuff. And I, and, and to me, like, I think the thing for me that made it work, because I agree, like it was, you know, it was, it was playing on confusion quite a lot. Um, but to me, what, what made it work was at the end of the episode, I felt like it, it answered enough to be satisfied with okay they know where they're going with this and there's there's a direction that it's headed but then it also uh it left enough hanging where i go okay like there's you know a lot that's being sort of intentionally held here that um you know that that it's sort of going to explore and contemplate a lot more um yeah well and obviously you don't want to give everything away in the pilot yeah which i i understand and I do like the mystery of it, and I like all the visual of everything. Yeah. I thought that was incredible. It was very well shot. And, you know, judging from their, you know, next time on Legion, and they show a preview, I'm like, oh, okay, now they'll explain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think actually, I think episode two is happening, like, as we're as we're speaking. Yeah, I, I believe is. so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so the... The reason I would give it a five at the end, and this is mm. spoilery, but whatever, uh, is I thought the entire show was sort of leading up to this, like, this very confusing, kind of mind-fucky, like, very weird thing, and I, nobody's sure what's going on, and that's all super fun, and then the show ends with kind of, like, superpower time, and I was like, you know, part of what I was stoked about this show about is the lack of superpower time, or the the superpowers are all these weird mental stuff, not like... I don't know. Like, I don't, you know, it, it, it was like, as Jenica kind of phrased it nicely, she was like, it was really fun until it turned into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I was like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I hear you there. And, I, and, yeah. And that's, that was sort of the bummer for me. Yeah. That I, was... I completely agree with that because it did. 
Yeah, it, the budget like the budget really started to show in those last couple minutes, and yeah, it was just like a it was just like a, a fight scene of superpowers. Like, what the fuck? And because I I did like you know the confusion and the mindfuck stuff being very different for a superhero mutant story. I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. And then yeah, it, it did turn into, hey, come join us and fight with us and stuff which i i didn't really want yeah me neither i i mean i'm curious to see like where it actually goes from here because i like it doesn't seem like a series that would set itself up as like you know oh he's gonna fight the battle with these guys you know like it doesn't doesn't seem like that type of series so i'm curious to see where they take it but yeah it felt like the last couple minutes it was like it was like agents of shield and the hunger games i felt had like this weird yeah you know like or like the mockingjay movies i guess where it's like oh we're an underground resistance of of weird people <laughs> yeah. you know um, so the thing that the thing that's exciting for me is that it takes place that it's an x-men it's a you know an, an, a mutant world x-men world kind of thing that doesn't that, that has it i don't know so there's something about that that's exciting to me of like a bigger X-Men world because I like the X-Men a lot and I always have and so it's it's kind of exciting to me to get X-Men stuff back but I want it to be more when it went superhero battle I was like eh yeah same you you can go there I'm fine with going there but make this don't make this superhero battle time make this X-Men mutant uh, stuff time and then you know when it's appropriate go there instead of just like having a blowout scene at the end where it's like and they're mutants have powers because like well, well whoop you do yeah Everybody's got powers these days. Yeah, and we've and seen that before. Exactly. Yeah. So keep going with this, with the powers being this weak, this guy who's just absolutely batshit crazy, and that's a lot more fun. Yeah, and I th- and I'll still watch. I'll, I'll keep watching it. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued to keep watching it. Yeah, yeah, I I am too. And here's so here. There's a couple things that are really exciting about this show for me. Um, a it's i mean it's it's being taken very seriously both by obviously the studio and by audiences like it's the most popular tv show on television right now um which is insane after one episode it's gotten so much buzz that like everybody's watching it it looks like um which is cool especially for like a superhero show you know what i mean that it's being seriously watched by critics and and other stuff like that um yeah B, it's it's being written and run by Noah Hawley, who did who's done the first uh, three seasons of Fargo, and yep. he did uh, the Unusuals. Did you guys ever watch the Unusuals? No, no. Super like so it only lasted one season, but it was like this really weird like dark comedy about uh, an NYPD precinct that like totally sucked. Um. It was real, like it was done in like this really British way, but it was an American show back in two thousand nine, starring Gen- Jeremy Renner before he got big. Hmm. It was, anyways, a really interesting like and kind of like you know, it's one of those shows where you like laugh, but sometimes feel bad for laughing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a really good show, but like the, because that guy, because Noah Hawley is running the show, I feel like I feel like there's almost no way that this show could just become a, you know standard run-of-the-mill x-men fight fight superpower show no and I, and I don't think it is and i think that they just tacked that on there to like have a little bit of that yeah 
uh, which was kind of like, I see why you're doing that because I think there's probably a lot of people that expect that, and I don't think you need to. I think that's a good point. Gotten away with you could have gotten away with not doing that. Yes. Uh, yeah. You probably could have. I. Uh, that is actually a good point, though, and that does. I. Uh, I think because I, I didn't even think of that, but like, yeah, there's probably a lot of people who tuned in, like, oh, it's a new X Men TV show, and and then they get a show about a mental patient. You know, like. Yeah. I think that. Yeah, you're you are probably dead on with that. Actually, is that it was just to sort of you know let people see what they were expecting. Yep. Um, what did you think of the acting performances? Uh, overall, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I had no issues. Any- I thought um, Aubrey Plaza was the the best of all time ever. <laughs> she was pretty enjoyable. Oh, she was fantastic. She's definitely. I. I. What I. One thing I enjoyed about it was it was kind of like everybody was kind of harnessing their inner twelve monkeys. Yes. Yeah. Um. I was pretty happy about that. They were. They were really going after their inner twelve monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I, man, I really like Dan Stevens. I'm like, it's weird because he's been around for a while, but all of a sudden he's just sort of like popping up into the the spotlight. Yeah. But um, no, I I I I would say all in all, I would I would highly recommend it. It's totally worth watching and exciting for a future uh a a, a, a future in the world of the X Men. Absolutely, uh, on TV and film to to diversify a little bit and get real creative with these characters instead of just spitting out more of the same. Yeah, and it it is uh. It is kind of the first show in this sort of new wave of shows that that uh, FX is about to come out with because they've they've been sweeping up the independent comics properties uh, to commit to series. They're they're doing Southern Bastards. Um, they're doing Deadly Class. Uh, they're and Deadly Class with the freaking Russo brothers. Um, mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's perfect. It's incredible. I, I love Deadly Class. Yeah. And I and I love the Russo brothers. So. The, like it'll be. I th- I feel like it's like the perfect fusion of their sitcom backgrounds and their, you know, Captain America Avengers stuff. Tonally, I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think that's perfect. Yeah. I I I'm super stoked for that. And then like they're also I don't know like they've there's like at least five or six other comic book properties that they've already optioned and have gone into like pre-production or even production on and i think Mm -hmm. that uh legion was probably you know a way of sort of testing the waters and being like okay we have the showrunner that we already believe in wholeheartedly and an established property that people already know let's see how weird we can make it and see if people tune in and now that you know obviously it's worked very well I'm sure that the floodgates are just going to open and all of those other properties that they're sitting on are going to go into the fast track, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy exciting. Um, um yeah. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think, I think we're in for some, some good stuff here. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, all in all a good time had, had by all, uh, I did have one question that we can, uh, that I wanted to, to post to you guys a little bit as we sort of, uh wrap up here and maybe maybe this will be the actual the actual question of the week or we can keep it with the football <laughs> one no I, let's let's do one what do you got <clears throat> so so there's a lot of rumors floating about right now in regards and i know we've talked about the the dc film universe a bit but so oh boy i know 
but it's not we're not going to get crazy deep uh into it and i'm i'm more curious about what you guys uh have to say about it i don't really have right now a firm opinion on what i think about this so i'm not going to drone on uh but ben affleck dropped out of directing the batman movie and now there's a big rumor that he's going to drop out of the batman role altogether uh this year we have wonder woman and justice league coming out uh oh shit do you think do you think do you think that has to do with the poor reception of bvs Yes, I think it has to do with the okay. poor reception of BVS and the poor reception of Live by Night, which was the film that he wrote and directed and acted in that came out to poor reviews and no box office performance. Oh, okay. Uh. Sorry, so go ahead. No, you're fine. And I, and I think so. I think that the the Batman versus Superman reaction and the amount of weight that was felt from that, and then the fact that for this entire time, and he's talked about it a bit, like this entire time that he's been making this other movie, all people will ask him about is when's the Batman movie coming? When's the Batman movie coming? Uh, and I think it made him feel really, really stifled because nothing else will make you less enthused to do something than everybody constantly badgering you about it. <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally understand that. So that's a big problem for Warner Brothers and DC Films right now. Plus, they had their essentially third director drop out of the flash movie which was supposed to be released next year and was supposed to be filming right now that won't happen so we have wonder woman and justice league coming out this year aquaman is the only movie that's actually going to make its release date next year from dc um which means that some shit's gonna have to get pushed back uh and i mean at this point so they've they're three movies into their universe right now this year will, you know, mark the fourth and fifth, and those are big movies. You know, the first Wonder Woman movie ever and the first Justice League movie ever. If those don't succeed, if those underperform, like Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad did, do you think? And especially if Ben Affleck drops out as Batman, do you think they should reboot the universe at that point and just completely either abandon it uh, or you know start over from scratch, new actors, new directors, all that stuff, or do you think they should just maybe? get new creative teams and somehow try to salvage the universe, especially if Ben Affleck drops out, like maybe recast him or something. What do you think the approach should be if all goes wrong? I, I don't know because I actually think casting wise that it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't think of anybody I would really change, but as far as creative goes, I, I don't know if you could salvage it but I also don't know if they should reboot everything so quickly. Totally. Yeah. I don't know. I, if, if it, if it bombs so badly, mm-hmm. if these next two films bomb so badly that they it just, everything kind of gets put on hold. I think a better way to, to, to jump back in would be to, to try to, to step away from the sort of the triple a characters mm-hmm. and build and build the universe again. You you can keep the movies canon, but just rebuild the universe again from ground up with, with 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 different characters and with other like 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 you know kind of hard hard reboot. No, sorry, I mean like a soft reboot in the sense of like the next movie comes out three years from now. It's this, it's sort of like getting back into the universe. This takes place ten years after those movies. Whatever I don't know, however you want to do it. Yeah, and and. Uh, and create a whole like, and try to like, you know, you can keep the, some of the same characters, and you can sort of reset the rest. You can have, you, you know, st- start the universe back up with like a Booster Gold movie, and then, and you can get some 
you know, try something different there or start the universe back up with the uh, Justice League Dark universe and, you know, have a, just a very different feel and tone and t- t- style than you than you were going for. Because uh, I think they've I think at this point it'd be it'd be pretty groundbreaking to see a, a company just bail out uh, on something on such a huge property. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can't imagine they're just going to say no, but I could see maybe they're going to like say, all right, back to the drawing board. Let's see what happens. So it's funny that you say that because that actually, as you were talking, that made me think of the DC event from um, the early 2000s that Jeff Johns, Mark Wade, Grant Morrison, and Keith Giffen wrote, which was called 52, or Greg Rucka also wrote it with them. Um, Mm -hmm. and 52, not to be confused with the new 52. I know that gets super confusing, but, uh, 52 was a weekly comic that took place over the course of a year where Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all went missing or like Superman like died and, or like, yeah, they were all gone. Basically. I can't even remember everything that happened. Um, and so it did, it was them basically taking all of their like B, C, D list characters and bringing them into the spotlight. Um, yeah. so that would be an interesting and I, I, approach. Yeah, and then you then you created something that's new. I mean, like I think the I think one thing going against DC right now is like the overwhelming history of Batman movies and yeah. cartoons and everything, and Superman as well. And you know, it's not allowing them to keep, be as creative as they could be. No, and keep you know keep maybe like focus on Wonder Woman. Maybe have her be the focus of the universe. Have her be the Iron Man of the DC cinematic universe. Um. That and that, that will that would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, I be... I have I actually have really high hopes for Wonder Woman. Yeah, I I mean I do too. I think that movie looks really cool. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I hope it does well. I, I honestly, does. honestly do. I do too. I agree, but like, but running the assumption that Ben Affleck bails out, like you lost your Batman, that's going to be pretty hard to kind yeah. of a, hold the plug, especially yeah. like. Because it's not like they've got, like, somebody who's playing Nightwing or something that they could just be like, oh, Batman died, and now Nightwing's Batman, which I would love. I would love for them to do, like, the Scott Snyder, you know, Black Mirror and, uh, you know, Gates of Gotham, stories like that. Because um, that'd be awesome to, like, just have, like, a sort of Nightwing as Batman type thing. But I think that'd be pretty tough to set up at this point. Yeah. Um. It- I don't know. I th- I think that would be cool though. Yeah, it'd be really cool. And it and it would be different. I mean, it, that'd be a completely different Batman that you've never seen on screen. Totally. And I think that would be that would be one of the few ways that they have available to them to actually make the character of Batman feel fresh. Because I honestly love um Dick Grayson Batman. Same. That was like that Grant Morrison era when it was like him and Damien and like this, you know, weird like reverse roles partnership. Yes. That like, yeah, I absolutely loved reading that. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how well it would be taken on film. With like the Maybe. flamingo and all those weird outlandish like villains <laughs> and stuff that they had. Yeah. I think that would be what they uh, need I, right now, actually. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be cool, but I don't know if... If it would play. Like the mass majority of people would actually get on board because everybody knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah. Everybody. And so I don't know if they would be okay with that in a way, you know? I think 
It would, I mean, it would probably depend on how they set it up. Like, if in the movie they had him sort of being like, oh, well, he's dead now and I gotta take responsibility and whatever, then uh, then that'd be pretty interesting. You know, because they could also set it up like, since he wasn't in Batman v Superman, they could sort of be like, oh, well, Dick and Bruce were like estranged for years uh, because of Jason's death or something like that. And then when Bruce dies, maybe... You know, Dick decided to be like, all right, well, I guess I need to step up or something. I don't know. They, I mean, I guess they could. there are ways they could set it up. Yeah. But, yeah, and I mean, that's the thing is I feel like with the amount of Batman we've had over the years, I feel like it would almost be welcomed by the public more to have that type of change. To have a fresher outtake on, on Batman. Yeah. Nightwing. Yeah. Dick Grayson yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. is Batman. Can you, dude, can you imagine if they did like the Professor Pig, uh, uh, like weird <laughs> face removal, whatever stuff that they were, that they did in the Grant Morrison run? Can you imagine if they did that yeah. in film? Oh my God, that'd be that horrifying. That would be so weird. I would that love. would be so weird. <laughs> but I would totally, you know, go for that. Hell yeah. Or if they did, I mean, they could do like Black Mirror, you know, they've, they've got J.K. Simmons playing Gordon and, uh, you know, they could, they could amp up a, a Black Mirror story. That'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. I and know. I would love to see Damian Wayne eventually. That Yeah, I would like that. Although, if we get a Damian Wayne Robin and there's been no Tim Drake at all, I'm going to be a little upset. That, uh, yeah. Tim Drake's like my we favorite haven't, character. We haven't had Jason Todd either, so. Yeah, I still, I'm still holding out hope that the dead Robin was Jason Todd, because if they're doing a DC Universe without Dick Grayson in it at all, I'm going to be real mad. <laughs> He's yeah. like he's like the Spider Man of the DC universe. You know what I mean? Like, there's just something missing when he's not there. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to watch. I think if Ben Affleck does drop out, I think that would either that would do one of two things. I think it would either give them immensely cold feet, and they would just be like, "All right, well, looks like we gotta like wait for a while before doing any of this," or I think it would be a a wake-up call to them to be like all right we should stop stifling these creators and these people that we hire to direct and write our movies uh yeah and also to be like all right we got to have the balls to just like make a fucking legion of superheroes movie or a like you know booster gold movie or you know fuck it like whatever animal man movie i don't care sure yeah don't like reboot it with martian manhunter yeah like Make it fucking weird. Um, yeah, I would make love, it weird. I would love a Martian Manhunter movie. You know, I mean, like, because you kind of think about it, like the Marvel movies' success was not built on Spider-Man and Wolverine, which is crazy. Which is yeah, which is like, which to me speaks to like you know, you know, take these, take your DC characters that people don't know about and make Swamp them the, make them the priority. Yep. Yeah, I make the movie with Swamp Thing only and call it Swamp Thing, and I'm happy, but. <laughs> 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 but no 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 make a Swamp Thing movie and have everybody join in like I mean that's the cool thing I liked the thing I liked about the Swamp Thing comic was it's he's still part of the universe yeah yeah um, and you could still introduce a lot of other characters through Swamp Thing yeah I mean that, I mean, I, I really think that they're, they're they are missing out by not doing a uh, pushing a Justice League Dark universe because that would be very cool yes yeah and, and Constantine is a very popular character. Yeah, well, and, I th- and 
And I think that the other characters involved in that would become very popular characters. I think yeah. people think they're very mm-hmm. cool. As they should be, because yeah. they are cool. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, and the thing is, like, they've got Guillermo del Toro saying, yes, I will make this movie, just let me. <laughs> you know? I no, know. It's, it's let him now. make it. God damn it. Just you know? leave him alone and let him make the movie. Yeah. And, like, Greg Berlanti is begging them to let him make a Blue Beetle Booster Gold movie. Like, just just let him freaking do it, you know? Um, yeah. It, but so here's here's my prediction is that if if Ben Affleck does drop out of the Batman role, uh, the Aquaman movie will be too far into production for them to stop it. Uh, however, the projects afterward may get halted. But I think that James Wan and Jason Momoa's Aquaman movie, which by all accounts, James Wan has just been able to do whatever the fuck he wanted because he's threatened so many times like, I guess that he's threatened to leave a few times as kind of a playing chicken with them, you know, and, and allowing them to just let him breathe. Uh, yeah. And I think that the Aquaman movie is going to blow everybody away after DC has already kind of like paused production on a lot of their properties. And then they'll be like, oh, shit, people really liked Aquaman. <laughs> now we've got to like do something. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think it, I think that go ahead. Th- that, in and of it, that in and of itself speaks to Warner Brothers like primary issue right like you having all these people to drop out because you're like you're choking them yeah. you're choking them with 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 uh, for lack of a better way to describe it like just like editorial control and just let go let go and let people i mean it's like why is image comics so awesome right now is because they were like you know what you do you yeah and people and people do you do them and it's like holy shit people are talented yeah absolutely and tons of people are really into this stuff yeah like there is an audience there just let the let the creators create and there is an audience yep yep well and here's what i think they really need to do because although so you know eventually marvel did away with their creative committee but I think what helped establish that universe, basically leading up to the, uh, you know, basically phase one and a half of that universe, was that they had the creative committee there that was comprised of half comic book writers like Matt Fraction, Brian Michael Bendis, people like that, and then half film people like John Favreau, Joss Whedon, you know, guys like that. DC needs to do that. Like they have Jeff Johns, they could get other you know writers that they've had for all these years you know i mean like call mark wade like he's been pissed at your company for a long time i'm sure that it would do something (laughs) to put him back in the good graces to be like hey mark we know you hated man of steel and had a lot of problems with it and it turns out that those problems you had with it were also what made kind of this universe bad want to come help us and like jeff johns and mark wade are cool with each other like i'm sure that they could do that you know get uh yeah i'm I'm sure he would be like yeah I will come fix this for you. Just let me do yeah. it. Yeah, totally. Well, and then just, yeah, like, get get freaking Mark Wade, Jeff Johns, Scott Snyder, and then, like, you know, James Wan and, and you know, uh, Patty Jenkins and whoever the hell else they're going to hire for the rest of their movies. I mean, maybe maybe they can get Lord and Miller back still. Um, put them in a room and have them figure out what direction they want to go with the universe rather than, like, Zack Snyder deciding in his movie and then going, all right, everyone's got to go along with this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and even I mean shit, even David Ayer, like I feel like he's a good filmmaker that got kind of fucked over with Suicide Squad, like but he's still doing Gotham City Sirens, like I don't know. Oh, I I did hear a a Suicide Squad rumor. Ooh, what's the today. rumor? 
Oh, that they approached Mel Gibson to direct the sequel? They approached Mel Gibson <laughs> to direct the sequel. What the fuck are they doing over there? <laughs> Jesus That's Christ. That's never going to happen. <laughs> There's no way that Mel Gibson's going like, to be like, yeah, I'm going to direct a sequel to someone else's movie that didn't do well. I'm just saying, like, what are they thinking? <laughs> I, it's just, I, I don't know, man. I, th- honestly, and th- I mean, maybe this is kind of like, this is like me at my most pessimistic but like honestly, I kind of want them to just fuck it up and stop with this garbage and let the. And I know this is like going to put it off forever, but let the let the ownership lapse and give it to somebody fucking else who's not going to keep fucking up your shit. Well, like, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's the it's their ownership because Warner Brothers owns DC permanently. Permanent. Yeah, they they bought that company. Oh uh, well, you're, well th- honestly, it's just then they need to chill. They, yeah. th- it doesn't. Su- that also gives me the impression that they never will. What's that? Yeah. Well, what's also funny is now AT and T owns Warner Brothers, so it's a giant corporate mm-hmm. ladder. So I mean, I mean, you know, fuck again. I mean, D- sorry, DC. Sorry, films. everybody in the world out there, but you're uh, you'll you'll never get a good DC movie because um, corporate assholes run the world. I. I think there's still hope, and I think that DC Films, as a subsidiary of all that, is still finding its legs, because it's only been established now for, like, six months. Um, Barely got established right as Justice League started shooting. Um, So, you know, I think think there's still time for them to fix it. I just think that they're, you know... I don't know. It'll be interesting. They have a huge uphill battle to climb, or to fight, whatever. Um, Sure. I mean, it's wildly unfortunate. I mean, don't get me wrong. I... No, uh, you know, me being, uh, as I've said plenty of times before, me being the guy who's like not super crazy about DC, I am like, I will, I will push that DC flag to the top of the skyscraper to like promote and like be on board with DC making some fucking awesome movies. Yeah. And they just need to fucking get their shit together and do it. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely do think that like it's going to be like Aquaman is going to be the, the game changer for him. And who knows? Maybe Zack Snyder is going to prove me wrong and make a good Justice League movie. Or maybe, you know, and maybe Wonder mm. Woman. I know. I'm, I'm doubtful <laughs> of that, but maybe. Uh, and maybe maybe Wonder Woman turns out to be really good. I mean, it had a lot of, like, weird stuff happening during the production. But what we've seen does look good, so who knows? Uh, yeah. But I think I think that if especially if Aquaman ends up being the most successful of their movies, I think it's going to prove to them that they need to just give people these, this, this breathing room to make it and possibly yeah. change course. But for the, I think that, I, th- I think that in and of itself is what does, what, what leads me to think that they're not going to do that because you currently, they have an example that they can pull from that shows exactly why giving people creative freedom works, which is the, 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 the wildly successful MCU. Yeah, I mean, you, you literally have a template although, that says you give people creative freedom and it fucking works. And although, saying, nah. Well, I mean, uh, on the flip side of that, look at you know Edgar Wright dropped out of the Marvel universe because of lack of creative freedom. Joss Whedon stopped you know coming back for Avengers movies because of lack of creative freedom. Uh, I mean, there's you know there are definitely cases where they. You know, where you could see maybe that there was a lot of editorial mandating and oversight. Sure. Uh, of yeah. course. And I think that you're going you're gonna to get that regardless of what franchise you're working on. Yeah. But then you get the Russo brothers who come in and who say, you know what, we, 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 we have just enough creativity to make this thing work. Yeah. 
and it you know and 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 knock it out of the fucking ballpark. Same with James Gunn and, and James Guardians Gunn. That of is the amazing. Galaxy. James, Gunn, James Gunn's got like. I think James Gunn. I think they're probably like James. Do whatever the hell you want. Oh yeah. Well, and it was. It, I mean, it proved that after after the first movie, he's like, "Hey, can we not have anybody else rewrite my scripts for the sequel? And can I just be alone in my own section here and do what I want and not have to put Thanos in it?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure, we guess." Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah totally. And 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 I think because of that, now you see James Gunn all over like promoting like, "Yeah, Thanos is in Infinity War." Yeah. You're gonna love it. Infinity War is the best. You're gonna totally be stoked about it. And uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two is also the best. So everybody's stoked. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. It, like everything does they, look they really s- good. I mean, shit. The man they're putting Taika Waititi in to direct a Thor movie. I mean, it's like, yeah. What? Like, yeah. You, you know, and I imagine I imagine that the only reason he would do something like that is if he had his creative freedom to be as wacky as he always is. Oh, and it seems yeah, like he is e- exactly. And it seems I mean they're letting him make Thor shorts that are hilarious. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> That, yeah. well, the, and he's the, and he's the, making the, Ragnarok like he's in 1983. Yeah, it's the yeah, it's the perfect. best thing I've ever. I mean, and it's just amazing. Just even that is proving that Marvel's having fun. Yeah, they're having fun, and I, and that's 95 percent of it. I mean, y- your movies can be serious, and you can still be uh, fun about it. But over in DC land, over there, <laughs> it it, seems, it, it just it feels like this really dreary yeah. place. Yeah. That it, it's just not going well over there. Whereas Marvel's just having fun and they're making a shit ton of money yeah. and fans are happy and the it's actors great. and the actors seem like they're proud of what they're doing. They're yeah. proud to be those characters. Um and you don't see that same from I mean like I mean shit. Except for Aquaman. Yeah, exactly. Except, except Aquaman. Aquaman, he's having a blast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah you're right i mean like you know like, i mean it, it, the story now is ben affleck's dropping out it's like what how how much of a morale killer could you ever have other than your batman is leaving your film oh yeah especially because like yeah he was you know i mean yeah he was such a big part of it he was supposed to be like their yeah. robert downey jr <laughs> totally exactly yeah. um although uh, i will say the one good or the one thing that looks like it might be good is that uh, Matt Reeves, who directed uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and is directing War of the Planet of the Apes, uh, apparently is in talks to take over as the director of the Batman movie. So, hmm. Well, I saw the other thing that Ridley Scott was in talks to do it, too. Yeah, which, I mean, shit, if they could get either one of those dudes, fucking, yeah. you know. Awesome. Yeah and, yeah, and it would be hard for them to say, hey, uh, Ridley Scott, we want to we wanna fuck around with your movie. <laughs> <You know? laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And shit, I mean, the uh, last time that Ridley Scott directed from another uh, writer's work, it was The Martian, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I, I got that wrong. I guess he, Matt Reeves did not direct. Uh, oh, no, he did direct Dawn of the Planet. He just didn't write it. Um, okay. But yeah, I, and he also did Cloverfield. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, God, that, I love, I think they're just killing it with those Planet of the Apes movies, man. I oh, think yeah. they're so good. That's, like, honestly, I feel like that's the best and most underrated science fiction franchise out there right now. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I can't wait for the new one. Same. With Woody Harrelson. Uh, I'm insanely yeah. so. Dude, Perfect. you guys know that Woody Harrelson's in the Han Solo movie, right? Yeah. That's yeah. so yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. so cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm stoked. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we had that discussion. Yeah. Uh what do you think they should do with the DC Films Universe, dear listener? Frickin' leave us a voicemail, 413-SAVAGE-4, or tweet us at Savage Land Pod. Call, call us from jail. Call us from jail and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll bail you out with <laughs> nope. fun information and jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and songs. And songs. <laughs> we'll, bail, we'll bail you out from our studio. Studio. Oh, shit. Oh, damn it. I just got it out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well you, you can find us on the internet at uh, Facebook and um, Instagram. Uh, Instagram at Savage Land Podcast. You can find us at Savage Land Pod on Twitter. Uh, Jason already said our uh, thing. You can email us at whatever. Literally type anything at savagelandpodcast.com. Yes, at sir. Gmail. No, yeah, at Gmail. Uh, yeah. Anything at savagelandpodcast.com or you can do savagelandpodcast at gmail.com. Whatever you prefer. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. I don't even care. Just It all goes to the same place. <laughs> it sure does. Um, and uh, again, we, we put off Nailbiter for one week. So next week we will be reviewing Nailbiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I get to pick a comic book, and these guys are gonna have to read it. So if you want me to pick, uh, if you want me to pick something really annoying for these guys to read, <laughs> let me know, and I'll pick the worst thing to make these guys uh. read it. <laughs> and just and, and 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 love every minute of it. Or if you have a good recommendation, that would also be great. Yeah. We'd love that. <laughs> I've. Here's the thing. I've already got recommendations. The only other recommendation I will take from anybody is if there's something worse than the ones I've already got. So, oh boy. Are are you just legitimately picking bad things? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would if it was the right bad thing to pick. Um Fair enough. It's hard with comics cuz it takes like it takes so much time just reading a really bad comic. <laughs> No, there's nothing worse than reading a really, 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 really bad comic. It it definitely is soul crushing. Yeah. So yeah. let's read Fathom by Michael Turner. Rest in peace. I love Michael oh, Turner's art, but not his writing. Man, I read Fathom. It was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, man. So uh, funny story. Yes. So I got a couple issues of Fathom from a friend, and I was like, what are these? Uh, this is like 10 years ago, and I was like, oh, I started reading them, and I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. Started reading more more comics, went back to Fathom, and I was like, oh my god, this is the fucking worst. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember Fathom. Oh, it's I think so I may bad. have blocked it out. It's I do so remember some of like bad. the artwork is still drilled into my head. Where their but... legs are like th- twice as long as the rest of their body. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that is a garbage comic. Maybe I'll have you guys read Fathom. No! <laughs> See, I liked Michael Turner's art, but yeah, I've, I've never been a fan of his writing. Well, I liked his art when it didn't get overly excessive. Because, I mean, he was just as... Uh, he, he was an equal opportunity objectifier in terms of men and women. They both looked ridiculously unrealistic. But I thought that added a heightened element to his art. But yeah, his writing was fucking garbage. Oh, it's the worst. Um, I, 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 well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign us off here. Any last words for you guys? Have great... Football? Who walk the bam? You can't touch me, nah, 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 I got angels.